Hello, everyone. Happy Easter. Yo, Joe Berg. Good Passover. <laughs> this is episode one, two, uh, 287 <laughs> of G.I. Joe Berg. We've entitled it Legends of the Hidden Force. If that name rings a bell, good. You're on the right page. If not, prepare to be educated. Knowledge bombs coming at you. But my name is Steve, in case I haven't already said that. And I am joined by my boys. Hello, Paul. Happy Easter, Paul. Happy Easter, <laughs> Happy Easter everybody. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob. Hey, it's me, ready for the Easter bunny. <laughs> That's With two smoking barrels. boys. Has it been a good weekend? Has it been filled with chocolate eggs? Please say yes. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Uh, oh, and and wow, beacon marshmallow eggs as well. Of yeah. course, oh, that's awesome, Rob. That's a that's South African crazy. staple, Proper which South I realize African. nowhere else in the world celebrates as hard with uh, marshmallow eggs as we do. <laughs> in fact, I have a lot of those. single one here. Man, oh man, I can't believe that. I'm so sorry. That sucks. What I, are I they going to do? Eggs. Hollow no. eggs and, and bunnies and hens oh and, I mean, the ubiquitous lint bunny. Like, lint has taken over. Um, somewhere in the last 10 years, lint has become very global. Like, I think growing up, it was that famous, <laughs> like, pandemic. foreign chocolate <laughs> that you only get at, like, specialist chocolatiers. Now every supermarket carries lint. Oh, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I can mm. get it at Checkers, which is like, you know, the bargain basement uh, grocery <laughs> shopping <laughs> chain. Checkers aren't that bad. Been to, okay. You haven't been <laughs> to okay. No, they're not that Check bad. Is they're they're definitely up the game over the last couple but, of years. I mean, they look very good. But I was just like, at Checkers? I'm used to seeing it at, like, Woolworths, you know. <laughs> but for anyone <laughs> scratching their heads, it's, it's literally a marshmallow that is colored to be yellow on the very inside so there's a yolk essentially mm -hmm. and then an outer layer of white marshmallow and then a chocolate um coated shell but it's kind so of good. oblong and it's flat on the on the on the bum side on the downside <laughs> so <when, laughs> I mean, they make no bones about making these actual egg shaped um but that doesn't matter because you can absolutely hoover them without even thinking you're just sitting on the couch with endless snip strips of this stuff like you typically buy it just you go out and buy the box it's the one yeah. item in the world where i would buy in bulk like just buy the box instead of just oh, absolutely you have to mm. yeah well, I never it also buy the became like fodder the, on the, the on the on the playground like everyone would never inevitably get these snip strips of marshmallow eggs and we trade them amongst in ourselves or donate them to charity or whatever. Like you just you trying to get rid of them by the end of uh, I suppose the week after Easter. This is you had you had those to get rid of. No, we we destroy those things. I, I reached my limit. I must say, you know, there was a point where I just couldn't have any more. <laughs> True. Oh wow! Really, Rob? No, I... You hit you hit that wall yourself. It, it it does happen, but I mean, if if you pace yourself, I mean, you you can really can just finish that entire box. I mean, <laughs> I have yourself. I have I have on time bought an entire box and finished the entire box. Like, <laughs> it's a marathon, my friends. In an like, evening. Uh, in an Holy evening. shit! Well wow. done, Rob. Picking them up, they're so you know you just like up oh, and another one. And, and you actually one. paid for that box, eh? I did. 
80 bucks or I, whatever the price was. I could never finish a box of those things that I paid for. I, I like to make it go lost. I like to make the bu- a buck or stretch the buck as far as I can on it. No ways. Like, no ways. No. <laughs> so, fellas, Legends of the Hidden Force, right? Yes. A Kickstarter. Um, as of recording, 15 days to go. By the time this podcast is made public, it's probably about 13 days to go. Very exciting times. We are moving into, I suppose, the final two weeks, and it's over the halfway funded. So this this weeks. project is gonna make it. But how well it makes it is up to us. In some respects, I mean, they want to eventually make all all the waves of this Kickstarter. Um, and they're going to find their way through the backer kit program, which happens after the Kickstarter concludes. It's just a way of kind of increasing the amount of funds for people who might not, not have the capital to get together within the, th- the 30 days of the initial funding period. So mm. this will be open for, I think, most backer kits operate for, I think, four to six months. Yeah, Maybe, not, maybe three months. But in any case, it will be available even beyond. The I thought it was six months. Oh, well. It's always nice to get in early. There are always perks, perhaps a slight cost um, implication. But what is Legends of the Hidden Force? Um, Paul is our resident martial artist. Maybe you want to kick this one off. (laughs) So this is a really cool... um, uh, This is a really cool line of ninja action figures in the style of vintage O-Ring Joes. However, uh, when I first saw them, I thought, okay, cool. These guys are just going to do these like generic ninjas. And that's okay. I'm like totally ca- uh, cool with that. But they seem to have built their own little lore around it. Um, and they've, they've put in quite a bit of art. I mean, on the screen right now for the uh, for the YouTube guys who can see it and for the listeners who can't see it, uh, they've got this really cool little art. Uh, I don't want to say little, but they've got this really cool artwork of all of the ninjas uh, here on their like splash page, on their header page. And it's it looks like they're putting in a lot of love for this, and they really want to see it go somewhere, um, you know, more than just being a generic ninja line. Which, <clears throat> I listen, I fully support. Like, if you know, make a story because uh, that actually just makes the toys cooler in a lot of ways. But for me, they're very much generic ninjas, and I'm actually okay with that. They w- okay, generic is actually not fair. Um, they're generic by comparison to something like Snake Eyes. Um, but they actually all have a lot of unique and interesting sort of quirks to them, to their design, which I really appreciate. So yeah, I mean, there's look, three clans and they're all fighting, fighting for some sort of magical item, which I, yeah. I, I think is really cool. It kind of, because it introduces the mystical as well as the ninja aspects and, um, ninjas are always cool. You really can't. And I love this ninjas. artwork actually, or collection of artworks that they've put together for their, their header page. I really like the painterly style and what they're going for. It's got a bit of, it reaches into a bit of like an 80s feel, but it's also uh, the kind of artwork you see on a lot of like high quality board games. So it, you can mm. see that these guys are going, they're going full on it. The thing and that grabbed me. these guys? Oh, what is the thing that grabbed you? But I, I do want to speak slightly about the, the creators behind this. But well, that's for, a great question, actually. These guys, is, they're Whiskey Jack toys. And the mm. thing that draw, uh, brought my attention to them was, uh, this sort of ubiquitous blue ninja design. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, well, let's get into the toys then. I'll scroll us down a little bit. And here we go. 
Toys designed by Corvinus, well, well, in collaboration with Corvinus Creations, who do lots of 3D printing and um, on on demand figures, actually. Ah, very good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the 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 creative forces behind this are Whiskey Jack Toys and Chad Matted. Now, the reason we're here has a lot to do with Chad and Matt Smelker, because they are two thirds of the GI Joe podcast. Sorry, G.I. Joe Review Podcast, which is sort yeah. of the granddaddy of all G.I. Joe podcasts. They started One of Steven's in 2006. Favorites. And I subjected you to them a number of times, if I recall, Rob, on car <laughs> trips particularly with uh, my iPod plugged into – no, it wasn't plugged in. We used an iTrip to yeah. play it through the radio on my, my car stereo. <laughs> and through, like, I've definitely heard things. these voices many, many hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Christopher and Matt. And Chad. Chad. And another touchstone, uh, at JoeCon 2018, the final JoeCon, one of the twins, because they are twin brothers, um, made those excellent G.I. Joe uh, video game inspired um, <gasps> painting. No, figures. really? Yes. Yeah, so there's the, the, the Hawk, oh, the Snake Eyes, the Rock and Roll with the kind of very um 8-bit ness art um shading to them oh i love those so much those were those so you know you're in good hands with these designs these guys have great sensibilities when it comes to action figures and they've been in the trenches of customizing o-ring figures which is something like i i i, I shut it i can't do it i can't bring myself to do it i know you did a bit <laughs> of it all as a, as a child but like these yeah. guys they've been doing Frank and Joe and Lazy Boy customs and then painting them up to be not Lazy Boy customs from the ground floor. They were big time into the uh, Joe Customs website. So this no, is the, <laughs> this is the evolution of that um, initiative, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of okay. taking their original creations and wanting to share that with it's everyone else. It's my favorite on the, the screen. World, well, Sorry, yes, the principal a... character of this uh, at least the first series and the kind of um, the flagship character for the whole campaign is called Shinobi. Now he's brilliantly Shinobi. decked out in this. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> no, you're right. Shinobi is oh, right. hundred percent. No, you're great. He's a lone ninja. Like he's uh, formerly from the Sabo clan and he has, what would you call that? A uh, ninja sort of sleeveless. Uh, oh, jersey. um, uh, reminiscent of um, it's version a one Joe... Storm Shadow. Yeah, yeah. Kind of very reminiscent of version one Storm Shadow, but in that brilliant, like sort of purpley blue hue, with uh, in, um, in Rio High yellow... colors. Yes, or, well, that's what they're going uh, for. Yes. colors. Yeah, gold uh, piping on the the edges of the collar, mm. uh, a red sash, a red dragon on his chest. That tempo looks fantastic it's fantastic yeah it's it's like jinx but a lot clearer mm. and they come yeah, with no, accessories i think that, that that's kind of what's a big thing with this with this you're not just getting figures you're actually getting accessories which i think and they're really quite cool. varied as well uh, a mm. lot of the the chains are practical chains so we we're now looking at how cool the is that furry Sorry. the henchman from the Akka clan <laughs> and he comes <laughs> with uh oh I forget what this weapon is called. Oh, oh, it's just a scythe with a sort of a morning star ball on Paul the other knows. end. But yeah, yeah the... Kusarikama. Uh, 
There you go. Very good. <laughs> I won't attempt saying that. But yeah, it looks like the chain is practical, which is great. And it's such a uh, like on Nin in Ninja Force, uh, Dojo comes with a Kusarigama as well, uh, with, with a, a spear piece of string and a sickle. And I, mm. and he yeah, I suppose he does come with a string. I when I got him, there was no more string, so I actually got a cool little <laughs> chain from a place that like you know for for jewelry and stuff like that. And I actually put a small little chain on it, and it looks so cool. Well, and... good for you. I still have my original rope, and it sucks. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is stupid. It just doesn't move or fall the way it should. But I guess it's the way it was intended by Hasbro at that stage. Cheap and cheerful, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, they had a way of doing things, I guess. There, there was a, a rich history of including little bits of black rope with your action figures. Why change? Yeah, guys, I don't want to do a scroll of the entire web page, but you're going to see a lot of parts reuse, and that's perfectly acceptable when you're looking at generic ninja troops mm. they're very smartly as part of the advertising campaign showed the prototypes the physical models that they actually have in hand with a bevy of different toy lines be it mm. star wars be it uh, 118 marvel or dc but then finally obviously showing these guys up against gi joe characters and gi joe being a property of the 80s a real american hero gi joe at least Ninjas are almost an essential part of that tapestry. But if uh -huh. you're not best pleased with the ninja, ninja Force guys, this is a very, very tasteful alternative to just padding out your ninja world. And well, I think, I think, I think it's that's also what most of us are focused on. Well, with ninjas, it's also kind of acceptable that there is reuse of parts because the thing is, like, they, there's only so many different outfits that ninjas would necessarily wear. I think yeah. it's it's the it's the color schemes and the the you know the different like themes that they have going for each character that kind of makes them stand out and makes them different. Yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. It's, it's not it's not a it's not a knock against the parts <clears throat> it's, it's a reality of of fans' project toys these days. Like they're able yeah. to get maximum mileage out of minimal tooling parts because tools cost a lot of money. Um, yeah, but, but also if you the, think the, of if you think of the genre like. You you had American Ninja with droves and droves of guys in just different colored uh, ninja uniforms, or the same uh -huh. color even. So you could essentially have just reams of army built um, uh, same figure. But so it creates I'm not, a cool I'm not uniformity as well. But but you, you you know, so when you kind of like see them together, you're like, yeah, that's that's the Ninja Force. That is the hidden yeah. force, essentially. Mm. Um, St uh, Steve, you 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 were on a gray ninja earlier that had like sort of a dark magenta trim to it, or like a oh, burgundy yes. kind of trim. Um, oh, yeah. That I feel like that is kind of in a weird way an Easter egg, um, because I know he's meant to like he's a zombie horde, um, it's like sort of ninja, and so his skin is gray and he's like undead, which I really dig. I actually this is one of the figures I want from this line quite badly as well. Um, but he's um, ninja. He, yeah, Kornji. And he's Joe, his uh, ninja outfit is very similar to the ninja from the core. And I kind of feel like it's a hmm. bit of a throwback. I don't know if I'm I misremembering here or something. And I raise you the fact that um, further down in the unlocks, there's a later season where they more accurately represent uh, not Dragon Hand, the other guy, Hiro Yamato. There we go. 
There we go. Hero your mother. There we go. They've got him in this (laughs) black Joe. Is that what you're calling it now? Yeah, yeah uh, with, with red trim, and that is absolutely Hiro Yamato's first release uh, in the There core. we go. That is awesome. I love but, that. But uh, there like are that. nods everywhere. Um, oh, I'm going to totally. my hand to some insider info, or not insider info, it has been kind of um, mentioned in the frequently asked questions. But we're looking at a guy from this fourth series called Daito, and he's in a kind of an emerald green uh, armor. Hmm over a black sort of undersuit. And if you know your Joe, you know about the unreleased 1995 Ninja Commandos, and you know about the Budo from that line. And this, my friend, is our way of getting that figure in at least color palette. Yeah. He even comes with a red sculpt is close enough. The head sculpt is close enough. Absolutely. And if these guys don't mind you kind of... um, customizing their figures you can probably swap out a buddha head as well i wonder yeah and then there are other (laughs) banzai banzai is kind of uh, referenced with knockout the cyborg now but these guys have standard o-ring articulation to a with one exception they have swivel wrists very Mm. well concealed by the the style of kind of forearm wrappings. That's that cool. Have. But with that knockout, so you actually in my toy pants. <laughs> in your toy pants. <laughs> have you only got a toy in there? Sorry, man. I'm sorry for Cecilia. <laughs> no, man. Um, now, knockout makes use of the swivel by going a step further and having both hands removable, and you can put these hot pink uh, weapon attachments in their place. No, it's sort of a morning star and a, an axe head. That is <laughs> definitely bad. a nod to, to bats. I mean, to bats, banzai, because the, the hot pink banzai's uh, accessories are hot pink as well. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's man. what's so cool Clever. about having two guys that, that I mean, they've spent years poring over G.I. Joe comic books. I mean, they get um, good stories, you know, they understand good storytelling, they, they have all these designs in their head. Um, I also love this dude. Yeah, exactly, Rob. Exactly. Well, the they dude on the love, screen, you know? Kudan, uh, uh, he's an enforcer from the Akka clan, so a bad guy. Uh, if you know your Joe or you know your unreleased figures, you also know that Road Pig was in the Ninja Commandos line, looking yeah. very much like this figure with a sort of a, a black hair with a white stripe down the middle. I <laughs> mean, Road Pig. Did any Joe change their hair color as much as this guy? I think not. At least, mercifully, he's not spent three years in a tan can. He's uh, <laughs> normal coloring. Mm. So no, you said you've tough. seen a video of them actually comparing like um, prototype version of these figures with other lines. Like, are they? Do they look like like GI Joes? I mean, Absolutely. are they quite close? Hmm. Gosh, I wonder if I can play this video through Streamyard. Oh mm. my goodness! Do you think it's uh, copyrighted? Uh, well, we'll soon find out. But anyway, talk Ooh. amongst yourselves, guys. So, a big thing for this is I had this idea, which I've shared with um, Steve and Rob, about a kind of a ninja story within the play motions. And mm. I think it was about a week or so after discussing that, they showed off some of these images. Uh, like, I was added to a group. Um, I was uh, yeah, added to the group for the Hidden Fortress or Hidden Force. 
sorry. Mm-hmm. And um, and I immediately saw these, and that has completely derailed those plans now because I was gonna go with like some GI Joe Ninja Force stuff, and now I can go with a whole bunch of different ninjas, and that makes me very very happy. And yeah, so this line um, has actually, in a lot of ways, changed the trajectory of that story or should i say the trajectory of the production of that uh, of that idea of that story so this is awesome so i'm i'm like super excited and then to hear that um to hear that those gents are like involved with this that makes it even cooler like i didn't even know i'm sorry guys i didn't know you guys have made this how dare you um but that's the cool thing at least you guys know that like i legit love the toy line and it's not about like the names behind it um you know, because I know sometimes people can think that kind of thing, but these are cool. No, for sure. I want me but some like, ninjas. As you so Stephen scrolling through the Facebook group um, for Legends of the Hidden Force, trying to feverishly trying find to find his, his video, the, but the, the uh, video that he wants to share uh, to answer my question instead hmm. of just answering my question. Um, <laughs> but like, they I don't really know if I even thought... heard the question. You <laughs> sent me on this this massive goose they, chase. Um, they they really have put a lot of effort into the background of this um the story um mm. as steven's scrolling by there's maps there's um detailed bios dossiers on each character um beautiful artwork i mean they, they so put much like behind the scenes work is incredible in, effort yeah mm. not just into the designs of the figures but the the, the lore has had so much attention given to because it I, I, I long think before that, anyone that... pledged a dollar yeah yeah, I think that that's what I mean. We have said this before, I think, um, on on the podcast, the classified line, and a lot of people have this complaint. I think, is that there is no law, there is no story yep. behind what this line is. It's just here's a cool situation. Um, look at these cool pictures of you know Tomorrow doing a thing. Um, but there's we'll no put law, icons there's no on the story box behind it. Yeah, I put icons <laughs> on the box. Just put cool pictures. Um. Well, also made G.I. Joe so interesting is that there were stories behind it. You know, there was yep. Cobra, there was G.I. Joe. And I think the, the more recent classified line is, is kind of just coasting on the, the memories of um, obviously what the established storyline is. Yep. And when something has its own lore, has a whole big backstory to it, it, it makes you feel like you want to be more invested in what the figures are. You know, it's totally, not just man. a ninja. Like this, this is Shinobi, you know. And, yeah. and you, as you as you discover more about him, you he feels more like a character and a person, which I think is what made Jaja so special to us. Is that there were people, you know, even if you know just from the dossier itself, you could you could pick up so much of who they were, and you'd you'd get an idea of like who they are and like you know, where you go from there to characterize this figure as 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 a as a personality, as a as a you know separate from yourself. Okay, so Stephen finally found at least one picture of one of well, the prototypes. Well, yes, I, I and failed to looks... find the video that I was looking for, but here is the hand. No, this is this is still prototype. this is still fantastic. Um, it's absolutely yeah, it looks figure. proper. No it looks it's... proper erring for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it just makes me very excited to see the 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 end products because obviously, I mean, yeah, when you're doing prototypes, it's kind of like very rough. Um, yeah, yeah. This is printed, I think. You can see the the print lines on the. Um, yes, I will. I, I believe the the company that that, that is um, producing the figures for them, um, Covinus Creations, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, they do 3D printing. Um, but obviously, yeah, you you clean that up when you when you 
have the production models of these. Oh yeah, if you're pressing actual plastic with a mold, uh, it's perfect. <laughs> Just mm. one bit of, of flash that you need to then remove. But yeah, no, Shinobi's looking guys... good. I love the color that they've settled on. And Paul, exactly. you said it's a reference nice to blue. Ryu Hariyabusa. Well, that's yeah. points for that, man. This I think that, very that's also what's figure. cool. Is it? It's its own property. It's its own idea and oh, wow. uh, imagination <laughs> space, as it were. But it, it does reference a lot of stuff that people enjoy and love. So this the nuts awesome. and bolts of it, um, 22 bucks gets you a single figure. I think 120 gets you the full wave of six. Now, they've got mm. designs all the way up to the fourth series. Yes, I did see that. So yeah, there are a around. lot of ninjas out there that they hope to make. And by the sound well, I mean, of it, with three plans, I mean, you, you're, you're going to be, yeah expanding this yeah back mm. through back a kit they will get to all of them so mm. uh, you know don't don't worry if your favorite figure is the last figure of series four just, you know just stick around um be prepared with your credit card share uh, the, the you know share that you've backed this thing so that other people will back it as well because i see some of the other um goals are not just figures it's kind of like dios or what is it yeah like ninja training kind of, um props <laughs> they're extras as as the the unlocks um happen sort of each series comes with i don't know what do they call it's um adventure, adventure pack. packs yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so a back a backdrop and a sort of a, a two-piece stand well it's a four-piece altogether the backdrop and the stand um extra accessories and then i think series four comes with a mannequin that's which is basically cool. like the torso of an O-ring figure. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, and then we can see the construction. It seems there's an additional point of articulation to the neck. So the heads Ooh. come on a ball joint. The neck mm. is a separate piece that roots inside the torso, just like an O-ring figure. So it's still freely swappable. But you've got extra articulation at the top of the neck onto which the yep. head is attached. Nice. I don't know if that's an innovation that happens in Operation Recall. Maybe it does. Well, I'd they something could be I'm building on 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 other on other things, but I still think the coolest innovation for this series is the 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 um, turning wrists. Yeah, of turning wrists. Uh, that is like a super win. Yeah, Corsa um, and Longbow uh, started us off with the turning wrists. I think. Mm. Yeah, they, they yeah. got in there but first. I mean, the, and then but incorporating that, that into this is fantastic. I think if 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 you could go well, not go back, but I mean, if, if they were to make, if someone were to make, you know, if Hasbro were to make new, uh, you know, O-ring figures, I think that's a that's a good thing to incorporate into the figures going forward. Mm. My favorite little extras pack is. The surprise attack for the zip series line. three. So the zip line, a ragged cape, Kusarigama. It even comes with bats. That's <laughs> got tonfa. So That's yeah. cool. Very and, cool. Uh, well, one of the characters back. comes with a tonfa as well. So Do they yeah, have the techie as well. The techie The well, techie are the, the iron claws. Yeah. Yes, there was yeah. one character with that I saw. Yeah, there we go. And very smartly, they kind of have a clip system that, so the handheld weapons can be attached to staffs to kind of increase oh, that's their range, brilliant. and also increase the variety of weapons. It's like everyone's got their specific thing, much like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you want to disregard that and just have a mess of ninja weapons and like 
pull whatever you want out of the box of your hidden force figures. Just go crazy. Um, I also love this blacksmith oh, there we dude. Go. There we go. There we Take go. Sensei Tori oh. comes with uh, oh. Tekikaga. What is this? Let me say this properly. <laughs> okay. Uh, never mind. I tried. I, you did I can't try. Find it. You made a big effort, Stephen. I actually watched a, a form of that. <laughs> uh, one of the one of the karate schools. Uh, it's the uh, Okinawan karate school, and uh, they were doing a form with the with Tiki, and I was like, "Wow, that's quite impressive!" Like, yeah, it's a cool form. Anyway, what I wanted to mention, uh, uh, Rob, you were just talking about like giving them some character and stuff. Gives them, mm. you know, makes them stand out, gives them something special, and I and I think just to add to that, what these guys have done that I think is even, in a weird way, kind of better than making them characters is they've done world building. They've mm. created a whole world for these toys to exist in, so you can essentially impose your own characters, or should I say, um, you know, you could, you know, make these. These could be an avatar of yourself or whatever's. Uh, yeah, but sure. at least you've got a defined world with defined rules, and that's kind of what G.I. Joe has that wins for it, and that core doesn't. So mm. this is a win. Um, even even um, uh, the... Uh, 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 man, what is it called? The uh, Carson Metaxas's project, that cool one. Operation the, Recall. Operation, Operation Recall, Recall doesn't even really have much of world much world building going for it either. Well, so, wow. I mean... Have you been checking recently? No, no, not recently. I'm talking about when they started off. No, so, Paul, my man, no. my man. You got well. Shit, we clearly need to devote an episode to the the, the recent. See how that's going. Operation Recall, dude. Absolutely, Larry's written all the file cards, man. Oh wow! The story well, has great. started weaving together very nicely. Not started. It's well in the thick of things. So yes, uh, let this be dun, dun, dun. a an alarm bell to anyone um, backing or otherwise kind of peripheral to Operation Recall. That stuff is. Looking very good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's throw some love the, that way. As good as Warriors of the Hidden Force. I think this is really well, cool. I think Warriors of the Hidden Force, it. they've done their homework, but uh, mm. Operation Recall, they've hired the man. So, oh, well, yeah, of course. But I mean, these well, guys are inspired by the man. You know? Larry has and taken a lot of things. the concepts that everyone has tended, you know, the concepts that the, the initial creators had taken to their sort of end point when they submitted them and then mm. taken them beyond that point so That's it's like cool. it's a thrill to the creators themselves and i need to credit order of battle podcast for giving us an insight into those creators minds and how mm. they've enjoyed um the way their project has been taken on by mark pennington and by ron rudat and now larry and and changed for the good like it's interesting to have your baby completely tweaked by the people who've been in the trenches and have done this so many times before, you know, no. what they see and in, in their imperatives when designing a figure and designing a, a backstory and a file card are different to ours because they've got the experience, man. They've done all the hard yards. Anyway, well, so Paul, yes, we're going to do that. We're going to do that guys, next time. But yeah. I mean, I think Chad and Matt have done a fantastic job with, mm. the, with hidden force. I mean, with, with just their own experience of, of customizing their own characters and having us, I, I really do think having read G.I. Joe has helped them. I'd be interested to know like what other influences um, they have. That's definitely kind of, like, feel like this video game. This. Oh, for sure. Big time, big time. Absolutely. Video games. And I even like think Lego movies. to a degree. 
All right. Wow. Really um, Jago. Yeah. Well, this is a this is a, a a project born into the world that is fully formed. Like mm. they've done the homework long before, probably more than three years before the um well they started at least before the Kickstarter even opened. You're so like we, work, we're yeah. we're being well, this could privileged have been a, a childhood to not dream, see. You know, I'm sure. This could I'm have been sure. something I mean, You guys were fans of the Ninja Force, just like I was. Mm. Totally, man. But these Maybe guys don't have like... ridiculous limitations to their articulation. In fact, they got yeah. more articulation than a standard Joe. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is going to appeal to me when I have such deep love for Ninja Force Zartan. So true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I tell the story of like once I had the Ninja Force, which was a sub. Like this is the importance of sub teams. I realize because they made a wave of figures or a line of figures very much more collectible and within the grasp of a kid with pocket money because mm. i could get the entire ninja force yeah, and that was amazing there when you're able to get everything totally totally i mean getting the entire series of gi joe figures for that year was always out of my grasp because my you know i was splitting it between transformers and monsters in my pocket and whatever but i could <laughs> get all of the ninja force and boy oh, oh boy yeah. did they become de facto the heroes of the day like every other mm. joe became just cannon fodder the toys that i took <laughs> everywhere was my little like shoebox full of ninja force figures plus some night creepers to beat up but everything else was corpse <laughs> yeah they were the leads they 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 chewed through all other opponents so i was totally swept up in the ninjas and this is the ultimate love letter to that childhood dream gentlemen Let's move on. Hell yeah. Are we going to move on to Serpentel Khan? What's that like? Yes, we do have a backlog of comics to talk about. Now, I felt like we were moving through the modern stuff a little bit too slowly. Since they are very neatly, thanks to IDW's editorial, um, packaged into like five-part miniseries, I mm. think it is smarter to move through things a miniseries at a time. Uh, it just means more reading for Robin Paul, unfortunately. Oh, but no. I guess I like reading. What we want you to do in this episode me. is provide an overview and a general discussion about or in. And I'm going to try and shut the hell up for most of it because I <laughs> have voiced my opinions on modern GI Joe comics in a number of places. Um, the Chaplain Assistance Motorpod most recently when we spoke about issue 300 and all in as a series. So if you want to get my views, I'd hasten you to check out Gary V's show. But get there fast, guys. <laughs> gentlemen, this five-parter, the introduction of Serpento Khan, the resurrection of the original Snake Eyes, what were your thoughts? I assume you've managed to read it. <clears throat> I know you're busy boys. Oof, dude. Um, <laughs> Did you I'm manage? Gonna... No, 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 no. No, I no, I you didn't. That... Okay, that's fine. No, no, I did read it, but is it was it a chore? <laughs> you know, three hundred was, and two ninety nine kind of was, and then two ninety eight and two ninety seven were actually quite fun books to read. Wow. Uh, so much so that I actually did myself a favor, and instead of reading them backwards, I actually read them uh, chronologically. You're cheating. Yeah, I mean afterwards, <laughs> afterwards. Oh, I mean, the... oh, okay, good. Yeah, afterwards. But 
And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Uh, it makes it actually makes two ninety nine and three hundred even worse. I may add, <laughs> um, just because the payoff is so shit. Um, well, I mean, but, it's got such a nice setup. You know, they kind yeah, of like exactly. expanding on like who Khan is, um, and kind of focusing on like maybe why Mindbender decided to reincarnate him over all the other, you know, kind of like historical characters that um, that he had access to originally. Yeah. But it, it does make it feel more yeah, I think the first part of the story is more is is more interesting than the back end of the story. I think my only issue with the with the earlier parts of the story is that they had to take the artist had to take a break for one entire issue. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I I personally do not do not like it when when a story um has a fill in artist essentially. Yes, and me too. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I think his art is horrible, but it's I not. do feel I do feel it. It no, it's it's very good. His style is good, but it it clashes with with Esau Galant's style because they're very I, both very good styles, but they don't flow well together. Because yes. the other artist, um, oh, what's his name, uh, hmm. Andrew Lee Griffith, uh, um. His art style is more pencily, and the way that the, the, that his art is inked, it's less, it's 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 a lot more pencily than SL Galant. Less refined, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still good. There's nothing wrong with it. But it just it draws when you kind of go from two issues in, and then suddenly the third issue is like, oh, he has a brand new artist. I guess you know Galant had to take a break that month or something. But it's it's cool though because there's lots of nudity. So I didn't. SL Galant's page rate <laughs> is a page. Wow. He, he, he can. He's on record mm. as saying he can do Yay. two pages a day. Jesus. That's so that lying. man is that lying is, bastard. He's <laughs> quite lying. No, son. He's not lying. The deadlines are what they are. I, I, I take him at his word. I know guys sure. who write for D, uh, who draw for DC and Marvel. Um, so I know, I know how, how demanding it is. But shit, that's hectic. Two pages a day. I mean, he doesn't sleep. I don't think he has a wife. <laughs> because you can't you can't live like that that's crazy well i mean yeah. he says he can do it but obviously he wasn't that able machine. to do it fast enough um and they needed to get in a fill-in artist and i don't appreciate that they 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 broke the the artistic flow you know the visual flow of the story for artist. an entire issue no yeah. i don't know that's just my own my own thing i just i like it when a Damn story has the from, same artist from end to finish human exactly. after all you know three pages a day Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think Andrew Lee Griffith and Nether Diaz in many respects like feel a little bit more finished. Cause towards the end of Gallant's work, you can see that he's cranking out two pages a day because like <laughs> the details are lost a bit. Having none it's, of it. <laughs> it's I think yeah. I think Gallant kind of he kind of conserves. He's a, I think he's a conservative artist in that he kind of has um the 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 focus of of the panels he's very good at choosing where he's drawing your eye so you Mm. don't he doesn't necessarily have to do every single detail in the entire picture to you know photo photorealism um and i think he does the same per page as well like there there is a featured um action shot or a, a moment that is more detailed which i mean is is the way that i mean you should really be doing it um, I believe in anime as well, the Japanese yeah. animation. You do have a certain budget 
and obviously it's different from comic books, but you have a budget. Yeah, you keep you can only you spend your... so much on, on mm. your animation. So you do have these these wow frames, these wow moments. I think there is a Japanese term for it, but I, I've, I've forgotten it. I can't think of it either, but in, yeah, it's your it's your money it is shots. A, and, it's your money yeah. shot. Like that's the thing that's going to wow people. And then what happens is that those those more detailed, more wow moments actually are in your head as you still see the less finished images. Yeah, and it it does it does kind of trick your brain into actually um, kind of seeing those better images in the worse images, as it were, um, in mm. the more more by the books images. Because I still think Esa Gallant, I mean, even when he is less polished, he's still got you know he does the. Oh, great! You, you know what things are. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I, I just love the way Cover Girl was drawn. Oh, cover girl's oh, beautiful. Blonde. Yes, yeah, she's gorgeous. Woof. Yeah. Woof. I was like so <laughs> impressed with that. Because in the panel underneath it, you got Scarlet and Helix and whatever's running, and they look terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, they're meant to. They've just been in a battle. They look ragged. I'm not trying to be a misogynist. Yeah, asshole. I mean, he's being realistic here. You know, you know, realistic body standards here, people. Just, you know, just putting that out there. <laughs> Uh, Paul, before, you raised an interesting you know. point as we started this discussion that um, the series began strong and kind of ended weakly. And I mm. might offer a little bit of insight into that. Mm. It was in Everybody around two, 296, <laughs> 297 that Larry was confirmed as being able to pick up this run with the next publisher. Mm. And this is probably information that was confidential. But he blabbed it anyways at a convention. <laughs> and it became the hot news. He was like, oh, writing uh, issue 301 as we speak, actually. And all mm. of a sudden, all of a sudden, it stopped being like 300 being the end of ARA. Yeah, it was now like, 300 is the end of ARA at IDW. <laughs> like the series is going to continue. So it deflated that moment completely and probably changed the course of All In as a series. We might have been looking at a very different like concluding chapter if there was no certain future like immediately following this book mm. yeah i think so that's something that we out. have speculated on quite mm. a bit um is mm. is that you know depending on his knowledge of where this where where he was going after this that he 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 kind of pivoted to allow um a continuation of this continuity as opposed to whatever perhaps he originally planned yeah, we didn't want probably. to get into the nuts and bolts of the series. Honestly, we could spend a lot of time on it, and I think that might be disproportionate at this point. There are, there are, <laughs> there are <laughs> Sorry, podcasts I, I would uh, urge you to to listen to if you want a fuller breakdown of every oh, yeah, single like the whole book. story. I mean, Talking yeah, Joe I mean, did an amazing job, and I would really just be parroting a lot of the points they brought up, to be honest. So I guess I'm going to ask you guys to draw your your highs and lows, and then do you want to rate the entire series out of five? Oh, mm. You spoke first, Ooh. Rob. So you're on the high. I seat, did Carl. indeed. Give us well, a high and a low. I think some of my highs were like I really enjoy. I always enjoyed the designs that he creates, um, or the, the way that he kind of honors the designs of of you know the original um, vehicles or SR Galant. Um, it's always mm -hmm. a high point to see them accurately portrayed in the comic books or maybe like tweaked a little bit like i really absolutely love the appearance of the incinerators in 296 like 
Oh yeah, s- it looks oh, so it's, good. It's so, and it's so cool to yeah. see them used. In yeah. the, it's through a lot of the, the vipers, the varied. Um, what do you call them? Smarty box of vipers. Yeah, and it, incinerators it's occupying cage space with toxic yeah. vipers. And it's carried across into the next issue, but then they kind of disappear by two ninety eight, and suddenly it's like it's just um, techno vipers. I think bats and techno vipers just running around. Mm. Um, There's a overall... coloring error that I'd like to draw everyone's attention Ooh. to. Which um... yes, please do. Stephen, I mean, it's, it's a minor, error. it's a minor thing, <laughs> but um, like Jay Brown, who is the colorist, and I mean, like. There's way too many characters and vehicles to get rights all the time. But when he does get it wrong, that's why they have nice a to... research. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to pick up what um, what he what he's incorrectly referencing at that point. So on panel right now, we have the Joes boarding the C-130. And there's a character with his back to us who Muskrat has got his hand on called Long Range. Long mm. Range being the Thunderclap driver who's it's subsequently been recast as a sniper. I think maybe there was some referencing of the Sigma-6 long range, who was a sniper, um, and they've kind of conflated that just to give long range maybe a little bit more use because, yeah, the Thunderclap oh, is a tough vehicle yeah. to wedge into any plot line, really. <laughs> so long range is joining this assault force, <laughs> and he's in a kind of a a teal or like light green uh, jumpsuit with white um, helmet, belt, gloves, accessories. Yeah. So does anyone want to guess what figure might be being referenced here in that color scheme? Uh, Starduster? The white helmet would probably be the best <laughs> tip off. Not Starduster. I'm thinking... I would have said Starduster as well, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, well, the, the, the powder blue, I suppose, is yeah. the big mm. giveaway. Maybe uh, hard top. Uh, hard, a white helmet, the white belt. I'm reckoning this is a. He's got a picture of hard top in front of him. Oh, yes, that sci-fi. actually makes sense. Sci-fi, uh, which sci-fi? Oh, it's not green the enough. Original one. The well, the dialed one, the volume one, red silver. The green yeah. would be more green. I think Hardtop is a good. Um, yeah, he probably misclicked. He found the wrong driver mm-hmm. when he was looking on yojo.com. Wait, but the character's called Long Range, right? Yeah. Character's so called maybe... Long Range. He's long taking drive. on aspects of Sigma 6 Long Range's character by being a sniper. Yeah. And he's got Hardtop's coloring. Anyways, this is an absolute microcosm of this <laughs> yeah, no, series it's, that it's, I'm focusing it's... on, and I'm stealing airtime from other stuff. So, totally um, rivet counting. Paul, do you want to high and low it? Or oh, Rob, did you? Where did you get? I didn't your... really give it a, a low. I gave a high as, and I, I appreciate the designs. Um, Good boy. And it's <laughs> well, I think a low. It's still like, like they are definitely bringing uh, Khan into the into the limelight as like the new leader of GI Joe, but I still don't appreciate that Cobra. Cobra Commander has no airtime in. It, I don't think he's in two ninety six. And at he's all. always a, a a freaking idiot, and I'm hating that about this as well. Yeah, I don't think it was in two ninety six or two ninety seven, and then you see him again in two ninety eight when he's interacting with Khan, and people are just like they're just ignoring him. But also, 
is this i mean yes it is its own miniseries but it obviously is coming in from a the previous miniseries Mm. I think now here you see the problem with trying to force someone who's old school like Larry into the box of writing for trade paperbacks mm. because he does not obey the five part uh, like <laughs> keeping things neatly boxed rule. Yeah, at because because we are everything bleeds over the edges. Yeah, it does because mm. we are dropped into the situation. It's a hot situation, and you're like, how did we huh? get here? If this is the start of the story, well, not hot, but I mean, it's. There's, you you don't know everything, you know, as to why things are the way they are. There's explosions yeah. everywhere. You know, e Absolutely even though I've not. I've read all five, you know, if I, I still feel like I still don't know what's going on. Yeah, that is actually my problem too. It's an interesting mm. exercise, taking you guys and just dropping yeah, going you in backwards. without any it's, context. It's, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's, it's been fun to kind of like, yeah, because you do really do pick up more on like. Um, things not being set up well or you but, know like the story being not as self-contained exactly it's not good entry-level reading but mm. at the same time who is picking up gi joe fresh it's a yeah, diminishing returns title and so it's really just aimed at us diehards who've been kind of reading since issue one um so you, you guys are, are perfect examples of i suppose the, the shortcomings of this very very continuity heavy um like impenetrable book that like has been yeah. telling one story since issue one in 1982 tricky now i want to know are we to continue this this initiative or have you guys been put off no i imagine it gets better like <laughs> oh. <laughs> you finally it's get explanations to. as to why cobra commander is such a buffoon yeah, I'd like I, to see what to that's know. about. Well, yeah, you'll start I'm seeing also... him become more and more sensible as we creep towards <laughs> as go the back original run. <laughs> I'm also yeah. curious about this uh, sort of techno race that's just like um, the, oh, the like new, controlling um, the bats, blue ninjas. Yeah, man. What? Yeah, is, is that what they are? Because I, I honestly thought that they were the like, um, what's that techno organic race from the X Men? <laughs> Mm. Like, oh, the they look a bit like phalanx. the phalanx, the phalanx yes. yeah. and also that actually i love that word because that's my favorite part of this book actually or was my favorite one oh, of my wow. absolute favorite parts of this book was the alley viper phalanx um i thought that yeah, was so cool but my adult brain says to me you've got an a phalanx of armored shield up Alley Vipers advancing on three very exposed Joes in the middle of a corridor with no cover. Now, those Joes should die. Like, they're, they're <laughs> unloading, man. The Alley Vipers are going full auto down this corridor. And God, armor's a bitch. It's a moment where the comic book <laughs> staging Jumps is the like shot. the cartoon, where mm. you've got just two opposing forces and just sort of aimlessly shooting over each other's heads. Except in the case of the Joes, they're actually hitting all the Cobras. And the Cobras <laughs> can't hit for shit. It's like all the I barrels are kind of bent at 45 degree angles and the bullets are kind of exiting the gun. But I do, I do love that it gives me... Not that I haven't... Uh, not that that wasn't an idea, but it just... I like that it goes, hey, hey, kids, big and small, this is how you can play with your early Vipers. You know? Yeah. Don't buy one, True. don't buy two, buy ten. Buy, <laughs> buy ten you know? of these figures that are no longer in production and haven't been in production since 
exactly. late 80s you can get, well, I suppose classified. You, you get you could yeah you oh shit i've forgotten about classified ali viper <laughs> <laughs> don't worry he's there gonna be on uh, on everybody's screens quite soon i'm busy oh, shooting some damn, son. Damn. anyway so you guys want to continue the the oh, absolutely oh I dude i do sure. well then I, make and... the series you sobs uh, it was better than seven, eight, and nine of Star Wars. Wow, huh. that's yep. fascinating. I mean, yeah, seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I think it it starts off good, but it has a has a bad finish. And once again, I mean, because just like have, seven, like, eight, you know, and nine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have this kind of outside knowledge, as it were, of like you know where things uh, yeah, matter being futzed or messed with because of you know um continue continuing the series. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still curious to see how we got to this point. I mean, I yeah, mentioned I, I earlier, earlier things yeah. are more interesting. At least I hope it is. Um, so I, I think I'm, I'm still going to give it a three overall, I think hmm. for the entire series. I, th I think it's like middle of the road. It's not bad. It's not awful. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's still stuff in there that feels like the old GI Joe to me at least. And there's yeah. enough interesting stuff um, where I'm like, okay, you know, how how did where did we get these weird techno, you know, like bat? Why I'm did curious they, about that. Yeah. You know, like why did they outsource that? <laughs> Said like, absolutely no that? one who read it in the correct order. But I <laughs> I love the fact that you guys are into the the, the blue ninjas. It's interesting yeah. that dropping you in at the end and working your way backwards makes these things intriguing. It's like. Oh, there's some new players to to get interested about. Yeah. yeah Meanwhile, I'm, I'm everyone gonna... who's kind of watched them evolve <laughs> to this point is like, God, get rid of this plot <laughs> device. <laughs> Give us G.I. Joe and Cobra and cut these fuckers out. I'm more interested in that than the telenovela that is uh, Dawn and Sean. <laughs> because that... Wow, I couldn't give less of a fuck Sean's about dad that. dad is in there. You don't but, have an uh, interest in... in what dawn's origin is i'm super interested in dawn dawn is oh, very interesting but i find i just feel like they're a package deal at the moment dawn and sean they feel like a package deal i'm not and, and the way the dialogue spins with them and the whole scarlet slash princess leia slash mothery kind of side of her that comes out don't die you're the only thing i have left of snake eyes oh <laughs> May the force be with you. We're on our way. Bye. You know what I mean? It's like it's a weird love triangle. It's very un. It's very it's telenovela between it's, those three. Like crazy. if you're reading between the lines, like she's this kind of milf, and they're kind of a couple, and mm, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then Laura, Laura, the one-eyed CG, kind of steps in to spice things up. It's um. She's fun. She looks some, fun. Some some bad porn waiting to happen she she's fun <laughs> i can imagine there's a lot of fan fiction out there right now with uh laura and her eye patch they Absolutely. are fan boys that are loving eye that stuff because you know on. what we needed is another baroness because one baroness is clearly not enough we need yep. another one but mm. this one needs to be a little bit more good <laughs> she didn't have an eye patch that's the only problem with baroness no eye patch yeah. damn it that bitch I'm gonna still stay right down the middle and say two and a half. Uh, mm. You know, I, I I don't think I would ever go back and read this series had it not been One for purpose. this podcast. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a lot of running in one place, which is unfortunate. I'm used to 
like Tom one issue of G.I. Joe being a globe hopping adventure with mm. a defined end point. This is just noodling. Scooby Doo chase. Like, like it's the absolutely the Joes are in one location for a number of issues. And just then you see doing the more in the of the same thing, holding off waves and waves of cobras. It becomes so difficult to discern plot beats. Things yeah. happen, but there's no immediate consequence to those things happening. Like mm. by the like end Star Wars of, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> Carry by on. the end of the <laughs> issue, or be by the end of the five parts, are like Cobra's Casino should be in ruins, and everyone evacuate. Like a, a pitched battle should like nothing happens. Yeah, oh, a, lot a lot of cannon fodder like finds their way to the grave <laughs> meaninglessly. Yeah, what a waste else. of life. Yeah, true. Yeah. Ain't that uh, every bit of warfare, actually. Um, yes, guys, let's talk true. about something fun. <laughs> yes. Should we talk about Rage, episode three of G.I. Joe Renegades? Oh, wait, Paul, yes. what, do you, what do you give this before we move on? 2.5? Oh, uh, two and a half. So mm. it's not quite prequel tr trilogy, uh, but it's definitely better <laughs> than 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. That's my new before scale. Before we the, move the on to, to the cartoon Rage, I, I need... Paul is mentioning Star Wars too much. Paul, sorry. what is going something on? Something on your mind? Is something happened recently? So, that... I bought... I bought a, a Bo-Katan figure, um, a Black Series Star Wars figure, after having in uh, after watching, I think, the first two or three episodes of The Mandalorian. Season three. and Season three. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's in there that references the Clone Wars. So I'm like, mm. okay. Um, and this comes hot in the heels of a conversation I had with somebody at the Nexus where we were chatting about Star Wars 7, 8, 9, and they're like, and then it dawned on me that I actually couldn't remember how it ended. And I thought it was <laughs> it dawned just on you. It didn't shawn on you. And it dawned on me. And I was like, damn, this can't be because I'm quite close to 40 that I'm forgetting this. I actually can't remember. And then I watched the film and I was like, I still couldn't, I still didn't know what the fuck I saw. <laughs> okay. It is like this nebulous. I um, am all the sis. Oh, dude, I don't know what I saw. I, I don't know what I saw. I just know it was, it was bad. <laughs> Um, and it felt like a lot of traumatic uh, childhood PTSD, and I and I was fine with that. And I was like, no, 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 the film no. Film has a cloaking device, hey? Or it puts it you does. into a hypnotic state where it's like, you will forget me. You will be compelled to watch me again. Therefore, sending the message to Disney Plus that you want more. <laughs> they, they obviously listened. <laughs> yeah, because now they're bringing out a stupid a, a new movie with Ray in. Yay! Anyway, before I get too ahead of myself, so. I've been watching the Clone Wars and I'm really, really enjoying the Clone Wars TV series after having watched the prequels, which I actually quite enjoyed. You know, I've never hated the prequels. I've always just been lukewarm with them. I used to, I didn't like the Clone Wars movie, but you know, have, after seeing uh, seven, eight and nine prequels, are fucking great. <laughs> it's like, they're amazing films. <laughs> like, Act, no, no, and I, I, I know gospel, according to Lucas, Oscar but, worthy. But they actually are better films, and it is actually quite amazing how how much information George Lucas manages to put across to you as a viewer in those films, without mm. it being like an encyclopedia. You actually know a lot about what's going on in that world. It's crazy. 
Whereas in seven, eight, and nine, you have no fucking idea what's going on at any time. And then Leia flies, and you're like, oh my word, is she going to spirit bomb? Linda, your strength. You know, Vegeta's <laughs> going to pop up. It's going to get fucking crazy up in here. Anyway, so they did Star Wars Celebration recently. And they released this amazing Ahsoka uh, trailer, which I'm very excited about. Because uh, I've always liked Ahsoka. I think she's cool. Um, but the trailer looks She's awesome. from the Clone Wars uh, TV series, for those who don't know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, And also in Rebels. Anakin's Apprentice. Well, briefly. Anakin's Apprentice. Um, so I haven't actually watched the whole of Rebels yet either. But anyway, she's cool. So that's exciting. And then I believe we're getting a new movie with Ray. That's not exciting because Ray yeah, was like the so worst thing. Like, so... No offense to the actor. Daisy Ridley, you're great. She's Please, lovely. you're amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, Adam Driver, you're amazing too. The story too. of uh, Ray Ugh. Who cares? I was so glad that we were I, never going to have to watch that again. But the thing is also they're shifting. So, I mean, they're also with, with Ahsoka um, as well as with Ray. They're shifting the the stories and events and um, actions that the original characters took onto other characters now. Yes. Because apparently this, the new movie with Rey is going to focus on the, her forming the new Jedi Order, which is oh, obviously course. what, you know, in the expanded universe, what, what Luke did. So it yes. feels like they're kind of like mining the expanded universe for ideas. Yeah, because of Thrawn. And then, yeah. And because of Thrawn and, and, and other fantastic stuff that did happen in the expanded universe, but because they killed off the three original, you know, characters that were in the movies, they kind of have to put them onto other characters now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if, if the versions of the stories that we'll, we will be getting will be as good as what people having an imagining with the original characters. I'm still open to, to see these things, but I mean, in general, my interest in Star Wars is, is rock bottom. I, yeah, I, I, I know you've hit a single episode of Mandalorian though. season three. No, for sure. Like I have no interest in Mandalorian season three or anything My else. interest was, was picked up a lot when I got some action figures from Mando three. Mm. Oh, that can make a difference. Oh, a big nice the, the titular character from the Mandalorian, Bo-Katan Kreese, yes. uh, is, is a figure that I got um, from the vintage collection. So she's three and mm. three quarter inches. She's, or maybe That's even fantastic. smaller. She's a I very slight figure. Oh, oh, she is here I have she is the Mandalorian posed next to Din Djarin. <laughs> and so uh, she's <laughs> short, man. The Mandalorian yeah. is so short. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also got from Book of Boba Fett, the ass kicker, the cyborg, um, Mulan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Fennec Shand, yes, very good, and she was in Shield as well. Yes, Ming No Wen, you rock star, mm. lovely head sculpts, even passes Yo. Kim's criterion. And she's Kim's even shorter fan. than the Mandalorian, it seems. Um, in the picture, she's staged a little bit further back, they're the same, uh, height. I guess. So but as the I say, Mandalorian I think and they... her are the same height. I think these females are accurately scaled and their male counterparts like Dingerin have been upscaled because mm. Katie Sackhoff should be a little bit higher on yes. um, blanking on his name. What a tall lady. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Their shoulders are almost in line, whereas the action figures don't, don't, um, don't reflect that. But if you want to hear my fuller thoughts, I did release a review on the G.I. Joe Berg YouTube oh, fascinating. channel. fascinating. 
So if you want to see Fennec Shand We're and Book 10 Prees in hand, yeah, man. And Check also be the, tempted the to add two new figures to your cart. Watch. Oh, Steve Paul, Review. you're an easy sell, my boy. I easy am sell. a slut. I'm a slut. The but only, I still have the only thing I getting me to buy Star Wars is if I find it on sale. And like go. a lot of Star Wars, they overproduced this line. Uh, it's glorious to see actually. Yeah, we're going to get them here. Lost quantities <laughs> that you can pick them up for sale prices. Like, this is what G.I. Joe should be. I mean, oh, not, yeah. maybe not that you know, markdown aspect, but just the fact that they would be readily available in a shop. So yeah, when these are staring me in the face, how could I? How could I resist adding two ladies of sci-fi? And they're great toys, my god! Like they really are. They they actually do stand head and shoulders above a lot of the figures in that line. Actually, Star Wars is good, man. The 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 they finally gotten rid of the swivel legs. And given them ball joints, and thank goodness, all of a sudden they can sit in vehicles perfectly. Balls. They can pose well naturally. You know they don't they aren't sort of fixed in one hip position. You can get them to do funny things, and even on ankles as fine as these little ladies, mm. they have rocker joints. Hell so yeah. you can get a tilt to those ankles, and you know you splay them rocker. out in a kind of a, a lunged position, and have their feet still be flat. It's mm. Uh, we live in amazing times, boys. But we've skipped to the new shit section already. Oh, we're we gonna do comic. I mean, cartoons another time. No, let's <laughs> no, 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 let's do comic uh, because not. I've got new shit I want to talk about after the cartoons. We just oh, had word. to get the Star Wars vibe out of Paul, so he stops <laughs> hearing everything to seven eight nine. So bad. Now we go back to the Fuck past. Are you ready for for a sunbow, guys? Oh wait, not a sunbow. We're not going that far back yet. I feel like I'm doing people a disservice God. if they didn't kind of get the joke that I was hinting at. I mean, I, I can I can be a bit obscure with my humor. When I said True. the Mandalorian is Bo-Katan Kreese, I really do mean that season three, I think it's taken as a given that the, the no, yeah. titular uh, character well, the she's Mandalorian a Mandalorian. is Bo-Katan. They've, they've confirmed it as well. She is oh, the Mandalorian in season three. Ah, okay, good. So it's not just me making that connection. No, no, good. no. Okay. Yeah. no they have confirmed this. It's a confirmed thing that she is the Mandalorian in season three. Ooh, you clever guys. Ooh, What's his name? Chef, uh, Iron Man writer. Um, uh, John, John Favreau. Favreau. John Favreau. He's a, he's a sharp cookie, eh? Yeah, he's so smart. Yeah, but apparently there's a lot of controversy there as well. But anyway, uh, whatever. People are always gonna wag the finger at Disney for, well, particularly that t-shirt wearing picture of Kathleen Kennedy saying the force is female. That's that <laughs> finds its way into every kind of like every Disney single bashing video, video. Yeah. ever put out. Yeah, yeah, but mm. she she does actually need to like kind of chill and leave now. To be fair, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No man, she's wow. just a money. She's Paul's a typical producer. She's a money man. She's a money person. Whatever's. No, no, no. I'm not uh, like Kathleen Kennedy should actually stay away from pretty much anything. She, she's not good for TV or stuff. She must chill now. She must go and enjoy her money. She should go and there buy an go. island. Or something. Enjoy that fortune. Why Stop not? fucking up Star Wars, Kathleen okay, Kennedy. Go Joe, buy please. an island. We, anyway, GI Joe. Back to GI Joe. GI Joe Renegades episode Star three, Bird. the first episode after the essentially the pilot. Um, and I spoilers. I I was very underwhelmed by this episode. It was mm. <laughs> it was, ugh, I don't know. I was just like, ugh. 
it's like a, it's it's like we want to stay we we want to um so the episode starts with them being like okay we gotta like lay low we gotta start wearing clothes that don't look like military clothes while still driving in the cobra branded <laughs> vehicle vehicle yeah <laughs> yeah okay guys this sounds like a good that plan. wasn't lost on me either <laughs> and also also it's now, early 2000s everybody's wearing military clothes carry on apparently <laughs> so but now also because paul has a focus on the backgrounds now i'm noticing the backgrounds more. Oh, i'm sorry and they really are quite boring, actually, especially in this episode. They're too it's abstract. kind of like bland um, cityscapes. Um, I mean, I like the detailing of the snow. And there, there, there was the there was one I think alley shot when they're driving in an alley, and I like the way that kind of they drove past part of the background. I mean, I don't know how it works in animation, but you know, they, like there's a, there's a metal fence you could kind of see like the snow on cardboard. Yeah, it's boxes. a parallax shot. Yeah. yeah, and then they drive past that while obviously there's still some foreground. Um, background yes. elements as were, and I like that. That essentially the episode is is a is a it's it's an origin story for why Scrap Iron has has a messed up face. That's mm. essentially that's our is. first the, look at Destro. Yes, mm -hmm. Destro. I mean, he's obviously also going to go through an origin story. I imagine at some point because he has no metal faceplate yet. Mm -hmm. That is true. Um, and also, we get to kind of see the relationship between well Baroness and Destro directly, but also. Uh, Cobra and Mars. Hey, but what is Destro this? doing? What's the plot of the episode, gentlemen? He's kidnapping so, homeless people, homeless veterans, and making homeless them veterans fight that each can. other in, in, in an underground robot death match because yes. he designed his with robots with, with some sort of silly flaw that it requires a certain uh, willpower or able ability rage to level. Rage level. Yeah, you so need to be a designed them. He designed them in that way, where he cannot bang, just bang. put anyone in there. It has to be someone with a lot of rage. Paul, I bang, hadn't bang. actually made the connection to the snake armor. Because, yes, Destro puts I his, uh, these veterans uh, into these giant mech suits and have them do gladiatorial combat to kind of test mm. their uh, tolerance to the arena of sport. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> arena of sport. There's references there. And also, I suppose, the snake armor, which was a portable brainwashing device yeah so which is essentially the what these things there. are doing like they they activate it and then the, the veterans lose control of themselves to a certain degree they you know they rage out but they're still One, able to fight fight each other two, and three five <laughs> so scooped up into this program is the well the erstwhile tunnel rat who's like striking striking out on his own um mm. and gets scooped because he up. doesn't like roblox music and yeah, because he's another... like not into that. I can only cut to four. I can only cut to four. <laughs> <laughs> and another character called Ralph Pulaski. Um, did that jump out? I love you? that. Stila. Did it jump out to you immediately, or did you wait till the very end before being like, oh, oh, he's calling off? No, 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 no. It jumped out immediately. Oh, it didn't to me, but I recognized the name. I was like, that's such a familiar name. Like, it feels too specific. Like it's not Word like a Burglar generic has name. a rap about him. I think it's called mm. The Real Pulaski. I think. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because wasn't, what, weren't we on Pulaski Bridge or something like that, uh, driving out of New York? Um, Maybe. And... But look, Ralph Pulaski as a character uh, gets name dropped in the most famous two parter of the Sunbow series. He is Worlds Without End. The guy who, yeah, Worlds Without End. He's the guy who gets stung by a, a mutated. <laughs> 
Cobra Mosquito, uh, and is also the guy who's the love of Baroness's life, or Baroness yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh. Go. Jaja had Steelers. a multiverse before Marvel did it. <laughs> and so, yes, Ralph Pulaski, if you recognize the name, good for you. Um, this is the way Renegades brings in other Joes as just kind of people they meet along the road. And this is kind of like why the series is such a big tease. Because mm-hmm. essentially, this is an origin story for the team. You can s- imagine a second or third season of Renegades ultimately formulating the G.I. Joe team and bringing in Flint and Lady J from the kind of the, the more authority side of the fence oh, and bringing in the core Renegade group mm. as the kind of the, the core of G.I. Joe and then bringing in these periphery characters which they meet on their adventures. But like, we never get to that point. This show famously mm. was cancelled after one season and probably had very low viewership numbers right the way through. It never really settled on a good time slots or good chat. Like, people didn't know about it. Or not not enough people knew about it. And by enough people, I mean kids. It was on the freaking Hasbro channel or something. It was on Hulu or some shit. That the Hasbro. Like, which, uh-huh, which totally underperformed as well. So. Yeah. Mm. But what were your guys' thoughts on the episode overall? <laughs> I love that it explores themes of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Mm-hmm. And I love that it um, speaks to, I don't want to call it a veteran problem. I love that it speaks to the challenges of veterans uh, post-war and um, post-service and Mm. and all that. And I think it was kind of maybe a little too heavy to put into a cartoon um, where the target demographic is, you know, between 7 and 15, um, to be fair. Um, I I think it's a little bit boring for that kind of viewership. They have okay. like a soup kitchen, a mobile like coffee station, which is mm, doling yeah. out drug to like knock yes. out these veterans on the street and then I have a special brew for you. And the person doling this mooty out is in a priest collar. Mm. Yep. You don't get more subversive than that. So that like, was also very interesting. Have <laughs> your character dress up as a man of the cloth. And give out like and you know abduct these guys. This is some bad, bad stuff. And it's in a kids' cartoon. It's bold, man. I mean, like you know, I I did uh, mention how the one sunboat episodes tries to uh, you know uh, protect you from being hoodwinked. You know, if you start your own business or buy into a franchise. But this one is <laughs> definitely trying to make sure you don't end up in like Nexium in the Nexium <laughs> cult or something. You know what I mean? Getting your organs like, harvested. Jeepers. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus would be right. Um, guys, one of these uh, escapes, um, or, or one one of these veterans who's been released back from Destro's uh, rage program has a hand grenade, <clears throat> which Duke manages to, to kind of scrounge up off the ground after it's gone live, and he mm. throws it up. No, oh, no, never do that. You, you're throwing a fragmentation grenade up. Is that just not going to scatter? Make it so much easier to kill more. Uh, it's so much more dangerous and unpredictable. Because when I saw him doing that, I, I thought my instant action was always going to jump on it. You know, obviously <laughs> <laughs> kill him. But the thing is, like that would—I don't know how else you stop them. You know, from actually you doing get the hell away damage. from that, or you, you find some away from other But the thing is, obviously, yeah. by throwing it up, you—the radius of the the damage is going to is larger isn't yeah. the wisdom with a, a frag grenade to get as low as possible 
because obviously yes, explosions so. explosives go upwards all the fragments yeah, the will be blown pushed up yeah mm. and i hope that by, by throwing it up in the air you're limbs. raining metal death on everyone you're mm. increasing the blast radius of the thing anyways i don't know enough well, about hand grenades feel free to correct obviously me in the that shows bad. you that they did not have a research specialist on the show unfortunately <gasps> Holy Guys, does the mech design look like something that would have eventually become a toy? And yeah. spinning out from that, the oh, helicopter sure. that Destro uses to escape. The yes. helicopter reminds me of a helicopter. That one with like the three blades that they go at like a weird angle. The night attack uh, helicopter. Yes. Because it's it got enormous that, rocket pods on either side. Like this yeah. is a, an escape helicopter, but it's fully decked out with weapons. Well, he wants to make sure that no one follows him when he escapes. It's also Destro. Mm, yeah. I, suppose. I no, also like that Destro speaks of not wasting iron grenadiers for this experiment as well. Mm. Sorry, yes. that just came to my mind now when you talked about name dropping there. Uh, yeah, I thought that was like, cool. Shrine's like, why do we just use iron grenadiers? Yeah, and he's like, no, I will never waste them. Which is cool because it shows you like how he respects more? his people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, well, he's 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 a scumbag who looks like uh, one of the rebels from the 1977 Star Wars movie, with his <laughs> button chops and his, his thinning hair. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, he's totally stepping out of the wrong timeline. Like he's an anachronism, and it's great. It really works for Destro unmasked. I like it's a, that. Look. It's a cool look. Yeah, that is chops, like, hey, Destro, call me. Totally from the 70s, <laughs> man. Um, but. Uh, the way they snap out of his programming is is quite curious. It seems, you know, the foreshadowing with Roadblock's music comes full circle. When uh, Tunnel Rat snaps Roadblock out by pumping the stereo. But this is a handheld thing. Yeah. Do you guys remember how, how loud your Zune could get back then? What's the Not Zune? loud at all. Zune. Uh, maybe some listeners will get that. So Is that the Microsoft <laughs> iPhone? That the the brown the brown the chocolate brick, it was Microsoft's answer to the iPod. Yeah, <laughs> that thing was. But funny. Also, the funny thing is that none of these things actually have speakers. Exactly, yeah. and they were pumping that music hard with this <laughs> handheld little rectangle. Well, hey, guys, man, if that ever world. happens to me, um, just know that you can jam music through your phones because the sheer irritation. Of the cuck sound quality that comes out of a phone <laughs> would be enough to stir me out of that rage and put me into a whole different rage. Well, there you go. Well, I hate the does... sound of a phone. <laughs> I didn't like this one either. We're settling into what will be the order of the day for G.I. Joe Renegades, and that's precisely why I couldn't stick with it. Um, so this is a this is a two out of five, I'm wow. afraid. Yeah, I was very unimpressed. Like, it, obviously, they're setting stuff up. There's interesting ideas, you know, like uh, with the PTSD. Um, they're setting up scrap iron. You're discovering more about Destro, and you're seeing him before he obviously, you know, becomes metal-faced. But like, it's just mm. not enough. The episode itself is just boring. Like, I I was not interested, and it just felt like stupid. Like, well, why? this is where Renegades goes, and and the trouble is like. G.I. Joe as a team on the run works in the short burst, but if you make your entire series on that premise, it stops feeling like G.I. Joe. It's doing these clever little Easter egg nods, but I'm like, 
this is the, the, the story the episode, that I they still drive away from the guy at the hospital and and Flint and Leija actually see the bloody Cobra van driving away. And it's like, <laughs> it wouldn't just end like that. It would be them chasing after the Cobra van. Like Truth. that's not an ending. That is a continuation in that moment. It's it's not an end. Yes, I, I actually unfortunately also do give this episode a two. I appreciate that they tried to set up stuff, but it's just it was just boring. I'm sorry, Paul. Be... I know you're gonna love no, it. No, 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 no. I am going to give this episode my lowest score yet so far, just because I agree with what nine. you guys are saying. <laughs> now, I was gonna <laughs> say like I was gonna say like three. Um, because although I really appreciate them tackling things like veterans, um, PTSD. Uh, drug abuse uh, and and all that kind of stuff. I really felt that it was very too heavy handed uh, for the first loose episode. Um, you know, for the first non miniseries episode, I think it's too much for a normal viewer to absorb. And for those people who have dealt with that kind of thing and can relate to it, it's really awesome. I just felt that like it wasn't smart. It About wasn't as smart. awesome as post traumatic stress disorder can be. <laughs> can be the other thing it, that it, I'd it really like is. It is a difficult first episode because, I mean, you know, like there is the pilot, yeah. you know, that's usually produced usually before the show is, is made. And this is, the, yeah. this is the example of what you should expect going forward. And it doesn't feel, yeah. yeah. I the think I, I was just going to say, I think, um, yeah, no, PTSD is not awesome. But when you know that other people are struggling with it, it does make it a little bit better. Um, and you know, to know that there's help out there. And I think that was very short sighted not to put like a, a thing at the end of the episode to say, listen, if you're suffering from PTSD, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The other thing is, is that I think the series as a whole, um, would have been so much better if we were in the present and then we had these little flashbacks, you know, to these kind of events. So not playing out this whole episode as a, as like an event, because it feels like, like Rob said, it's like, they're trying to build up all of these meetings, or was it Steve? They're trying to build up all of these meetings with these characters, the you know the Pulaski's, the Hawks, everybody, right? And yeah. then what? In the second season, they're GI Joe. So now we know how they all became good friends. It would have been better if they were GI Joe, and we got these like throwbacks to these moments, you know, when the, when those characters came into the episode. So if, like Steeler was in the episode. It could be like. You know, uh, why are you and Tunnel Rat so tight or whatever? And it's, he's like, "Well, oh, you know, I was going through a bad uh, time." Blah blah blah. Yeah. I hate flashback episodes. They don't move the plot <laughs> forward, man. It's not. This no, is why. I'm, this is why I'm presenting I, it badly. The, the only person who doesn't like Mask of the Phantasm because far uh, too much of, of that film is spent in flashback, and I'm like, "Wow, exactly how much of this film's runtime is taking place in real time?" Because that's where my interest is. Like, oh, geez, more backstory <laughs> so, on Bruce Wayne. So much setup. <laughs> so much setup. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan. Whoops. A lot of people okay. are like, that's the best Batman movie ever made. I'm like, ah, oh, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because the twist was already ruined by Toy Fair magazine. Yep. It could be yeah, that. That's we were too well informed. Yeah, I knew that action. I actually had the novelization of that before I read mask. the book. I mean, before I watched oh. the movie, by the way. Oh. Yeah, I bought the novelization from a shop called Phantomania in... Uh, Very ironic. <laughs> uh, Phantomania in Santon. Uh, it was mm. a comic and bookstore and whatever. And it was great. It was written by Gary Gravel or something like that. Anyway, really great. Uh, but I feel you on that. I, I actually really loved the Batman Beyond movie. I think that film was freaking rad and very brave. 
have not Actually, seen it, but say no more because I am famous for responding to people's hype by going the other way. <laughs> Sunbow boys, we oh, watched yes. Satellite Down. Satellite Down. The infamous episode where Cobra wrestles control of a G.I. Joe satellite from them. It crash lands in Africa, which I think is ah, It's heading for a big Africa. place. Wow, that narrows it down. We've got two Joes in the area. (laughs) Anyways, the the race to recover the satellite ensues and it winds up in the care of the Primords. This throwback, I don't know. I've only seen guys like this in museums. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, this race of beings somehow surviving in in Africa. Prehistoric, not prehistoric, Mm. I don't know, whatever. Early man. Mythological. Um, and so we have Storm Shadow and Spirit work we together to man. overcome this. Uh, mm-hmm. This, yeah, this. Get the satellite back. It's a race to get the, the satellite away from. Which the gets missile. smashed ultimately, anyways, in the ensuing Oops. battle. Um, Oopsie. Oh no. Joe leaves a, a TV set with the Primords to worship as their god, which they become infuriated with and smash anyways well i mean they don't say no they say like they hope they don't worship it as a god and they'll know what to do with it the appropriate uh, thing to do with it actually i think that's what what spirit of flint says it's interesting commentary on television because like you're in a television show yeah tv is bad TV bad stop watching so guys <laughs> uh welcome to my least favorite episode of the sumbo Series. Wow. So 3.0. Wow. Giant vegetables mm. ranks higher than this? Yes, wow. actually. Because that is at least more interesting in than life. this. I he find this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I like the G.I. Joe's killing them. It's great. It's actually quite cathartic. But um, I really can't stand this episode because I find it boring. <laughs> I also find it mildly offensive, to be fair, with my adult sensibilities. Um, oh, yes, if you look at it a little bit too hard, um, yeah. you know, the, the whole approach to the African continent is at best lacking nuance, at worst downright insulting. Yep. Like it's, the Joes themselves, were, they themselves sounded so disappointed at the at the start of the episode. Like, like literally, that was the quote. Ah, it's heading for Africa. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> geez, guys. Okay, you know? thanks. And that was better. I mean, at least they had electricity back then. <laughs> you know, places that had electricity. Not that everybody, uh, not you know, not that everywhere in Africa had electricity, but a lot of places that did have at least still had it. <laughs> Look, it's you the know? 80s. It's a kid's cartoon. So I don't know how many times we can offer that as an excuse for the excuse, writing, yeah. but the, the, it it played out all those typical tropes of like hmm. a primitive society doing human sacrifices, Cobra and Joe needing to work together to escape. Kalima. Yeah, you know, we've seen this scene play out, be it in uh, South American native communities or African mm. or Return of the Jedi or Avatar. You know, it's all it's all there and it's always going to be something that I have less interest in watching, unfortunately. Yeah. Like anytime yeah, no, we're I watching think... primitive peoples in my G.I. Joe cartoon, I'm like, I switch off for a while. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I really buzz my berries, I'm afraid. This this time the the original series and Renegades have have both put together bad episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, gonna I, happen. 
Excellent yeah, of, timing, of guys. Of course it will. <laughs> but it's just interesting that we kind of they've synced up in a way. Like, like we had some fairly good episodes the, the last couple of times we've, we've spoken. But like this is just it. I think the only thing I liked about it is that a lot of the time the episode is boring, but it has cool lines. Like I think there's some nice lines in here. Um, you know, like just random, like throwaway, or like smart lines. Like I think um, at the start of the episode, Dusty and Spirit, they you know they fire down, they see. Uh, Storm Shadow has randomly set a house on fire for some reason. <laughs> Don't know and why. then they fly down in their sky strikers, and the sky strikers just stop on a dime, like landing on a on field. The grass. Yeah. Amazing. And I then they that. get out, Amazing. and then and then Storm Shadow's like, I felt your presence, spirit. And now you're so fueled by wrath. Forget the wrath, spirit. I have a laser. <laughs> yes. Amazing to see some sensibilities in like <laughs> these two warriors are about to throw down hand to hand style. And Dusty's like, uh, guys, I got a gun. Uh, you know, I'll just I'll just cover Spirit uh, Storm Shadow while you go and save the guy from the burning Which building. Which Storm Shadow very quickly destroys. I mean, oh, you know, he throws man. the throwing star and like, and then then Spirit's like, okay, Stormy, let's see your kung fu. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, I think there's so many cool lines in it, but like it's in a, in a terrible episode. And then also, I also really hate that. that Scottish yeah. guy, sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to Mac end off, yeah. No, to end up, <laughs> end up that scene. I mean, like that entire scene is just cool lines. So, so Storm Shadow obviously bests him in you know hand to hand combat, and he's like, "I would finish you, but that would deprive me of the opportunity to humiliate you again someday." <laughs> and it's nice so good. little backdoor there. I mean, like this is a nameless Joe to Storm Shadow. He's insignificant. Mm-hmm. And Storm Shadow's still like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna single you out on the battlefield, and I'm gonna humble <laughs> you again. Very funny. So there are cool um, lines in a bad episode. So I think this guy's good at writing, uh, yeah, like like good one-liners, but not a good story. Yeah, he's good. He's got good dialogue. Yeah. If yeah. you feel I... so inclined, gentlemen, mm, just to yeah. take up from your 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 tip on the cool lines, watch the very end of this episode again. And tell me how cringe the hug between Flint and Lady J is because it's uh, totally not, Ugh. it's not initiated in the dialogue at all. Like, there's no sense of warmth towards the end there, and they just kind of hug it out. Like, it's, <laughs> it's awkward, man. Like, I watched that and like, I had a bit of a titter. I was like, this is funny. <laughs> like, they have to show these two like have an embrace but it's but like, totally not earned do, man they kind of they, well they don't really sit enough but it's it's more like condescending in a way because like early in the episode they kind of like oh so you, you you like the ladies flint or something yeah i like them to be alive or something like that I, yeah. he says. <laughs> i prefer then, like, her to stick around yeah stick around yeah. but then but then like there's also like a throwaway line like later like flint's like oh i'm really worried about lady J, and then Dusty's like, we're all worried about her. What about spirit? Is no one worried about spirit? Why did you yeah, single out Lady exactly. J as the person that you worried about? No, you exactly, don't. assholes. She can take feels, care of herself. Feels condescending. Um, yeah. Flint but it was cool to see claws. But it was cool to see claws. I like seeing the claws in the bridge layer. So I mean, the you know, those are small little moments. And then was the, it my imagination, bridge. or did they incorrectly? Animate Cobra Commander in one of those claws. I thought I, I saw like a, I think they did. Like a silver yes. face plate instead no of like the, the balaclava and face. I have I'm to go back hour. and watch that. 
bastards. Uh, Amateur yeah. hour, and also they deployed Crimson Guards on this mission. But I mean, that's how important. Least, yeah. yeah, that's how important it is. But what? Uh, that's one of the things I do like about this episode. Not necessarily that there are Crimson Guards, but hey, Crimson Guards are cool. Um, oh, yeah. I love that they actually speak. You know, mm. um, that they had something to say. I mean, not that he actually has something to say. It's not like he's talking about, you know, the world's hunger crisis. But, he, you know, <laughs> at least he had a line, you know. And I thought that was great. I was like, hey, he's got a line. That's cool. It's not just, uh, you know. I feel like there's a sliding scale, though, with Crimson Cards in the Sunbow series. Some episodes, they're elevated to being, like, lone operatives and inside, inside men, mm. you know, like, doing what Crimson Cards are purported to yeah, do like special operative men. Yeah. And sometimes they are just cannon fodder. They're just yeah, that episode's new shirt. I was was yeah. genuinely surprised when I saw them come out of the bushes with um with Storm Shadow. Because so I was expecting vipers. <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly <laughs> <laughs> No, no one must know. Men. No one um, must know what well, we that's did funny, in the Robbie. bushes. Attack. You're gonna be expecting vipers for like a year and a half to come because <laughs> Uh, but at this stage of the cartoon, the figure hadn't been released yet. Oh, okay. So. Vipers or like, uh, you know, Cobra. Blue shirts. Yeah. Blue yes. shirts. One of the one <laughs> or the other. But like, I was not expecting Crimson Guard. I mean, I mean, it kind of makes sense. They're really taking this mission seriously. They want the satellite. It's really important to you know Cobra that they get it. Um, but it was just weird. Um, the only the other thing I like about the episode, which I think remind it, well, it reminded me of. I really appreciate lady j's actress because her screams are always so visceral oh yeah she's she's so great she's always lady screaming you know like it's just yeah. got this, like uh, i'm not vibrato but there's like there is a it's not like a single note when she screams it's it's like a it's like a it's a proper emotional it's like, nuanced thing. yes <laughs> Which is, and also it's fascinating that she doesn't like heights but she still will fly a sky striker herself but she also she'll be the one to, to go through the window at extensive enterprises. And then... She keeps putting herself in shows you how brave she is. You know? totally, totally. Absolutely. Totally. That's courage, man. How That's bizarre, like doing though, the thing like, you're scared of. The reaction from Dusty and Flint after they see the awe striker with Macintosh and Spirits and Lady J like plummet into a chasm. They're very <laughs> glib. They're very like, oh, I'm sure oh, they'll be fuck. okay. Like, what? Stop the press. Stop the fall that you have to worry about. guys. Like, you've just seen Joe's fall. Like, like I don't know, 10 stories? Yeah. Okay. No. It's cartoon logic. There was water below. But still, this is terrifying. It's like, oh, I'm sure they're going to be okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can we Dusty get this bridge laid already? It's taking a really long time. Yeah. And also... Lady J and the Awe Striker appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes. It was Dusty and 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 Spirit. They just saved Macintosh. You know, they had their two Sky Strikers, and then suddenly the next scene, there's Lady J, and they're all driving with her, and they're getting to know who Macintosh is. It's like felt like okay. an error because they didn't hang a lantern on it at all. But then you start seeing Flint in the bridge layer and all the other Joes. And yeah, and you're like, like okay, okay, so they came to fetch so them. Time has elapsed. But yeah, a crossfade, any kind of technique to Something. show the passage of time yeah, would like, be it's useful. Not, yeah, it's like it's, it's a hard stunning, cut. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so that, that was a more of like an editing error, I think, than in. Did you guys notice the, the G.I. Joe green shirts that had camo patterns? Hmm. I think Super 7, 
either has or will be Ooh, doing super their green shirts with <laughs> camo patterns on them in the reaction line. And if Fantastic. you're wondering where the hell those come from, it's this episode. It's this episode that no one likes to watch more than once. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a, it's a two and a half uh, star episode for me because it's just one that I will not revisit once again uh, for my own enjoyment. Mark van Leeuwen says has released. Ah, oh, very right. good. Mark's on it. Amazing. Thanks, Mark. Well, I'm I'm You're giving it a two. Like it, I, it was really a boring episode. Like, You're so generous. Uh, yeah. Oh wow, Paul's gonna yeah Paul's really one point five. Fuck that episode. You're... I hate that episode. Why? You. And Mark's already got the camo pattern green shirts. Nice. Yeah, you sexy oh, boy. Yeah. Much. Do it, gentlemen. Have we exhausted our new shit section, or is there still some new? Oh, I got new shit to talk about, but there's one little bit of there's potential new shit I want to talk about as well, quickly with potential. you guys. Potential, whoa! I don't I have a picture for it, all the things and I feel like yeah, exactly <laughs> that. I don't have a picture for it, and I feel like a real tip for not having it is the Mezco One Twelve Collectibles Storm Shadow figure was announced. It's your collectibles. <laughs> <laughs> it looks interesting. Um, it, it it's got some cool uh, quote, uh, things and whatever. And I think the reason I forgot to actually get images for this episode is because I want to be more excited about it, but I'm just not. I'm not feeling that in in, in my heart. You know, I'm yeah. I'm just not. I, it's weird. But anyway, so anyway, that was announced. You mentioned Super Seven, and Super Seven have announced some cool toys. And let's start with. Hobra, that's right. They have oh, done a Baroness, and she comes with all kinds of cool stuff, like the conch. She's got the order cobra, the conch. It's both either conch or conch. It's a conch and a conch. I've heard it's oh. pronounced both ways. I prefer conch because it's more awkward for people. <laughs> um, comes with the people to correct you, or is that just me? No, it all. Or they Steve. think, or they think they hear cock. So you know, it can go any way. I love that she's got her helmet um, because that is a very unique detail that mm. is that is not It's often the mass device helmet she wears when she's flying a rattler, isn't it? Yep. And yeah, I love a... that she comes with all those props. <laughs> that makes me so happy. It's very Flash Gordon. Yes. That is like some 1950s sci-fi schlock, that helmet. Love it. With a kind of a swoopy flare to the bucket. Uh, like a bat design on the top with yellow accent. Oh, it's like nice. such a bad guy thing. It's so great. So, yeah. So this is something. This I think this is going to be the the Super 7 figure that breaks my breaks the camel's back for me. Because I saw this and then another one of their announcements was Zartan, Master of Disguise. And I was so happy about this because you guys may have. <gasps> he comes uh, may with the watch. He comes with the watch. From Countdown to Zartan. Sorry, that's so cool. That is very Robbie cool. Robbie recognizes. Robbie's seen the cartoon. This is awesome. <laughs> this is good news. Um, I uh, like listeners will, will will remember that I mentioned in an earlier episode if they ever do a Zartan in this line, um, that I'll most likely jump on it because I love the animated series version of Zartan so much so that although I'm very underwhelmed with the accessories because compared to Baroness. I really feel like we're being taken for a little bit of a ride with the Zartan figure. Like the Zartan himself is great. The face sculpts are amazing. His guns are cool. And it's cool that it comes with the watch. But come now. 
they could have done more. It's pretty basic. Other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I would have. Oh, they probably would never have done it. But can you imagine a light up chest? Yep. How cool would that have been? It does change color though. Apparently, okay. that is a thing. That's been confirmed. Okay. Has so, it been confirmed whether it's photochromic or uh, uh, thermochromic? Thermochromic. Yeah. 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 Is it so, the sun or is it the fridge? What's I have no it? idea. I'm hoping it's the sun. I'm not the fridge. Oh, uh, because we But uh, let's see. Let's see. I, I am cautiously optimistic. I've actually pre-ordered these on BBTS already. Um, dying to get them. Which is also going to push me over the edge to get that Storm Shadow because <sighs> the ninja is a weapon! <laughs> <laughs> and I have to have a representation of that. So... Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Mark okay. said it's the sun, so it's photochromic. Yeah. Wait. So that's cool. Yeah. So it's not awesome. some kind of illegal plastic. I mean, I, yeah. I kind of venture to guess that Hasbro were cautious about making it photochromic or their version, yeah. the classified one, because somehow since the 80s, that plastic has kind of fallen out of favor. I Super 7 is a much smaller it. company, but they're still a mass-producing toy company. Mm. So yep. that can't be the reason then, surely. Yeah. Surely. Hasbro just don't want to use that, that plastic. Mm. But well, yes, that is fantastic it. because as it should Made be, like if you are slavish to the cartoon continuity, it should be the sun that changes his color. Ah, the sun! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm very excited about this. This is some very cool G.I. Joe news. Um, I am also waiting for the my pre-order for the higher toy snake eyes to come off. I think that's uh, end of this month or next month um, with some Gundam stuff, uh, which is cool. So I'll hopefully have a higher snake eyes in hand to talk about. Um, and I'm really am loving that Cobra Commander as well. So let's see how that all goes. It down. looks fantastic. But, yeah, I think if the snake yeah. eyes turns out well, I mean, then we know. Good start. Yeah, I sent. Um, I sent Stephen and Rob quite a cryptic image um, earlier this week. Uh, oh was it this week or last last week? Recently. Of a Transformers stuff. box. Yes, but we didn't know what it was. Flag. It was this I week think. for Paul and Rob, and it was last week for Steve, because it is Monday morning for me, boys. <laughs> yes. But yes, Paul has finally scratched his slug itch. Now, if you <laughs> have been following the podcast, you'll know that this has been a particularly difficult figure to get Transformers figure to get in South Africa. But mm -hmm. how did you manage to get your Dinobot Triceratops, Paul? How so how cool is this? So we do these things called Bold Meets where we all get together and build Gundam kits and talk shit and whatever. And that happens every second Saturday mm. at uh, the Nexus. And one of the guys there, one of the new faces there, uh, is into Transformers because he was like showing me pictures of his Gundam and stuff because, you know, we do that. And um, he had a whole bunch of Transformers. And I was like, oh, wow, so cool that you managed to get Slag, you know? And he's like, I'm like, where did you eventually get him from? Because I had the whole deal with Take a Lot. And then we laughed because he was in the same boat. And we were, ha, 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 Take a Lot sucks. <laughs> anyway, he's like, dude, why don't you go to Toy Zone? They have them there for 600 Rand. And I heard hey. that and I was like, that's the magical number. I want to pay for it. So off to Toy Zone I was on Sunday. 30, $40. Yes. Yeah, and I went and I picked up Slug or Slug as he's now known because apparently people don't like, um, you know, uh, don't slag like calling him Transformers off. hookers and slag him or whatever. So, yeah, so anyway, I finally got him. He's a fantastic toy. He doesn't look it if you just look at him straight, it's like straight on, but when you have him in hand and all of the articulation that they managed to put in there and 
they've just made it really fun. It's a fun transformation. It's quite actually quite an intricate transformation uh, for quite a simple There's design. There's not a lot of daylight between studio series and masterpiece, Oof. at least yeah. in terms of the designs. Like if there was more um, metal in the studio series, because it's entirely plastic, I assume. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah so if it, if no it had cost. a bit more die-cast yeah. metal, it would feel like a masterpiece. Maybe if it had a slightly more intricate transformation. But with Dinobots, you don't want intricate transformation. You want no, it to you do want to be chunky. what the G1 yeah. did, but then to at least have articulation when you're in robot mm. mode and in dinosaur mode. So totally, this looks man. like it achieves that. Very nice. And it's well, so cool. Done. Thank you, man. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to pay more than 600 I was like, you know what? I'm going to get him for 600 Somehow it's going to find me. And it did. And I'm just so happy... That I've got him. The the Daniel is it Daniel with Wiki that comes with him. I can never remember if it's Daniel or Spike. Anyway, yes, it's Daniel. who gives a who gives a shit because it's is he cool shit. though? No, right. it's so oh. crap. It's the worst shit ever. In fact, um, <laughs> how dodge is this? They're doing a Kingdom Core. The Core is the small Transformers. Uh, for those of you mm. guys who don't know, they're doing a small version of of Daniel, or it could be Spike. One of the two doesn't matter. It's the same sculpt. And wheelie as well. So at least you'll get them at the right scale for your Dinobots, you know, and they can transform. So I'm kind of excited about that. That's pretty rad. That's $12. Cool. Take it or leave it. And I'm a little curious um, if, uh, if I have one bad thing to say about both um, Slag and Dinobot is that I know that these are meant to, in a weird way, be representations of their G1 originals being sort of evolved and all that stuff. But, you know, we've come a long way since then. And I think it would have been cool if they were given the sword. You know, so mm. it would have been nice. I think that would have been a very, very cool accessory. And maybe just um, some fire for sl uh, for Slag. That would have been cool. Just like a <sighs> fire breathing effect to come out of his mouth. I think that would have been aces, Hasbro. You could have done that. Instead, you gave us some doo-doo wood wiki figure, which is so shit. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'm very happy with this. And while I was there and on the topic of core figures, I actually picked up that Megatron core figure because they were going for a very low price of like 150 Rand. Uh, which was like cops. And he's great. <laughs> Guys, the core line, the, these Transformers core figures are so great. I actually want to do a video with a handful of them and actually talk about them because they are so good. Um, I'm just really, really loving them. Uh, I think they, they're so much fun. They remind me of like, one of the things I love about Transformers is just the idea of having like oh. a robot that you can put in your hands. Anyway, it's cool. You're going to have to get um, the, the snarl, snarl, according to Bob yeah. Pod. Yeah, yes, apparently Snarl has a sword. Yes. You have to get multiple Snarls so the rest of your Dinobot force can have All swords. have swords. Nah, or I, I just buy the upgrade kits. Because, you know, the, you get those third-party upgrade kits. But, man, they're expensive. They're like $35. You know, mm -hmm. and that's G.I. Joe money. I can't be spending that on You know their quality, though. Transformer yes. third-party stuff is Legit. so much better than Hasbro. I've seen some really good stuff. It's actually insane, like, how competent they are. Beyond competence, really they cool. are better than the originators. I mm. feel dun, dun, dun. I feel confident enough to say that because I've had some first-hand experience with some, some third-party stuff while visiting my Brisbane Joe buddy, Alan Grant. Hey. Grant Shout Alan. out to L. Yeah, I will be dropping <laughs> on the channel a review, or not a review, more of just a, an appreciation video of his flag modification because he has mm. done a very, very handsome job. Um, Did his life change off the Jurassic Park? Just curious. <laughs> yeah, people kept buying him action figures. <laughs> what a shame. 
Um, <laughs> yes, so th that will be forthcoming. Uh, I've also dropped for uh, G.I. Joe YouTube members on the Trooper level or higher, a little behind-the-scenes footage from Red Glare, which has been a lot of fun. Ooh. So Very if you nice. want to uh, patronage our YouTube channel uh, to, to a couple of bucks each month, uh, you can see fun stuff like that. Or you can just watch yep. the whole lot in one month and then cancel your subscription. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Wow. You can do that too. That, um, I would, yeah, like, you know, either or way, it's cool that you support us by watching this and helping us in the YouTube and algorithm. liking it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be sure to leave a like. Thanks. Yeah, no, thank you for um, actually thank you for your like and thank you for your subscription. It actually does matter. Um, so we appreciate it. Oh, that. enormously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me not uh, yeah. joke around or downplay it. Thank you. Anyone watching this, listening to this, if you uh, manage to just hit that thumbs up, that that helps hugely. Yeah, for sure. Just getting the word out. Um, it's profound. Until you and... have a channel yourself, you don't realize the importance of those words of like, please leave a like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Just like us. And um and, and I, I feel like this is worth mentioning as well. Uh Ooh. the reason, like the one thing that the Patreon helps us with quite a bit is paying for StreamYard. Um in a big way. Like that helps a lot because StreamYard, uh the kind of level of StreamYard that we have to use for the podcast and stuff is yeah, it's not like you know, freebie level. Um so it does help with that, but it also really helps getting figures. Um, like I know it sounds lame to say, but like being able to get like, you know, the occasional like classified toy and being able to ship it or at least to help with the shipping of a, of a, of a toy purchase to get it here, that kind of thing helps because it helps us make content. So you oh, guys absolutely. are actually helping to drive this channel and do amazing things. So we actually, As Stephen really says, they help to keep the lights on. Exactly. Mm, or to paraphrase Bill Nye in love, actually kids. Don't buy drugs, become buy rich toys. and famous, or have a YouTube channel, and people <laughs> and will buy them free. for you. <laughs> yeah, but we still have to pay for the Whoa. shipping. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm um, yeah. talking about um, buddies and getting free stuff, uh, I'll never say no. But Ellen had a bunch of freebie new sculpt and 25th anniversary figures that came with this oh, cool. flag, which he had no interest in in keeping and i was like well that's a shame that's still possible gi joes and he was like i have him steve so out of that i got some fun stuff and i will unveil them in in weeks to come but first up dialing the clocks back to the t crotch gi joe vs cobra 2001 series one can you guys remember those figures did they did they excite you at the time uh, no. Was that the that wasn't the one with the um, atomic stomp guy? Like, no, that was a series before that when they reintroduced GI Joe, the, the first wave of new sculpt figures with the T crotches. Can you guys venture a guess as to what the lineup was? Uh, I feel Steel. yeah. I just got a Grant. shitty sn snake eyes. <laughs> snake Steel eyes. Snake snake eyes. Okay, you got one out of three. Oh, and wow. isn't Snake Eyes in a, like a forced pose? Because I got like a figure from a flea market of Snake Eyes that's in a with forced a very pose. wide stance. Yeah, it's a crap. Hate it. Okay, well, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are the easy two. Hi. Who else was Hawk. was in the roster? Not Hawk. Baroness. No. Cobra Hard Commander. Hard Cobra wide. Commander. Duke. Hard Drive. Duke was in the hard, hard Drive. Hard Drive. Who's Hard Drive? Oh, that's. I don't know. 
So we're no, making shit no. up. That, that was a later news conference. Okay, so I tested oh, my exists. memory, and I, and I still haven't cheated. But off the top mm -hmm. of my head, it was Duke Snake Eyes, uh, wetsuit, heavy duty, what? frostbite. So wow. GI Joe was kind of going with a kind of a all weather, all environments team in that initial run, and then Cobra had Cobra Commander, Destro, Storm Shadow. The Neo Viper was the troop builder, and they had, I think they called it Amore, it's as their underwater Amore. aquatic troop. And the Cobra Claws was the heavy weapons guys. Um, oh, the Cobra so Claws. Those, <laughs> those are the T-Crush guys, and two of them were in um, Mr. Grant's donation, and they found their way into my son's hands. Hell to yeah. wit... Uh, this is going to mean nothing to uh, listeners, but just imagine my boy playing with some G.I. Joe action figures, which he calls Jubba for some reason. Now, that's my surname, <laughs> Jubba, and his surname. Yeah. Sweet boy. Jibba. Amazing. Jibba. It's Jubba. It's Jubba. <laughs> Duke enters the frame. And run. Are we running? So... We've graduated out of playing with Hot Wheels to now playing with action figures, but the play pattern is the nice. same. Just We're basically just running through the jungles, whereas we used to be driving. Do, do lots of PT. Oh, oh. whoa, good job. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love that shirt, dude. Is that like a little doctor's yeah. outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's either taking off his mom by being an actual doctor, or he's being his dad by cosplaying as a doctor. Oh, no, yeah, but now that oh yeah. <laughs> Another favorite play pattern is like breaking down and needing help. So the same thing happens with action figures. Like the one oh, gets injured. You've got empathy. Oh, you. Totally. Whoa. That's so sweet. Those are cool toys though. Like, like the They're very durable. Duke, I can't keep up with this pace, man. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. You try doing it in a wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> lol, 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 lol. Uh, thanks for suffering through that with me, boys. But yes, the play pattern has now finally adapted from Hot Wheels cars to action figures, which, yeah, I was getting bored, man. I need character <laughs> at the, at the, at the heart of You're proud of, of your son now. <laughs> you're like, we're getting there. Finally. We're getting there. We are getting you know, there. You know that there's like a. There's like a there is a car in his future. You know, like your your kids one day is gonna bring home like a, a car and he's gonna be a like Hey dad, I'm like busy like customizing this, I wanna go racing. Where did you yeah. steal it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like he's gonna he's like I watched one of those Fast and the Furious movies that Uncle Paul made me watch. <laughs> one of those uh, twenty movies in the series. Yeah, Fast and Furious twenty five. God. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about family. <laughs> no, I'll no, show him my car will, for one more actually, drive. No, Vin Diesel will actually be sort of like wheeled go. himself. He'll be in a, uh, I don't know, a mobility device. Yeah, exactly. That is and kind it, of pimped up. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> It'll be great. Guys, I, I think that's going to be a famous I think, yeah, Absolutely. we all just jump in at once. It's that, that impasse <laughs> of the show where it's time to wrap things up. Um, it came to my attention recently that one of your designs uh, was, was, well, okay, let me back it up. Ooh, a I went to Alan's house wearing an eel t-shirt, a Paul Loebscher original, 
Um, and I think not enough people know that your designs are freely, for, well, not freely, um, can be yours <laughs> at a price. Uh, just check out our, our store. And oh, yeah, you too can be rocking some amazing and very unique G.I. Joe apparel. G.I. Joe inspired apparel. Very, inspired. very Thank cool you, designs. The IG t-shirt, the bat, the snow viper. What's it called? Snow, snow serpent. Heel sure. version 2. Good, Heel good shirt. inspired. Very nice. Thank you, man. Look, if you want to join our Patreon, more. it's uh, oh, yeah. patreon.com slash G.I. Joburg. Chuck in a buck, help with those StreamYard costs, and get your name on every podcast, plus <sighs> an invitation to, to watch us live in the madness, in the mix, it's every single week. At least I think it is. Shout outs to Andrew and Mark and Darren for joining us in the chats today. Especially on Easter. I hope everyone is having a fantastic Easter, um, eating lots of eggs, painting eggs, rolling in the mountain hills or whatever the heck it is you guys do. Smoking eggs. Um, so what, you could do that too, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a thing to do. And also check out Legends of the Hidden Force. I think um, if you don't have enough ninjas in life, you will, you'll have so many more after checking. That and it's full of Easter eggs. It's probes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> some that we've spoken on, and it some really that uh, you can discover for yourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in two short weeks. Yo, Joburg. Joburg. Bloody hell, I keep forgetting to mention it and I'm not going to forget anymore. I won Talking Joe's 200th episode Squid You oh. Joe quiz. I won wow. a Golden Stormy. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Hollow Very victory, nice. though, because the defending champ wasn't able to make the recording. Well, the defending champ being Chris McLeod from Full Force Podcast. You'll get it. No, whether you win by a, a centimeter or by a mile, the win's still a win. Hey, True. I still got that sweet Storm Shadow <laughs> trophy. It's a 12-inch, yeah, um, like, f 5 POA Storm, uh, Storm Shadow, uh, I don't know, from a movie line, maybe? Or maybe it was just a... Anyway, it's made, custom-made by old. Bart Simon, friend of the show. Nice. Hell yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Gorgeous. Congrats. And that's why I'm detaining you guys a little bit longer after the outro. But we are really out. Yo, Joburg. Love you. Yo, yo. Long time. You rock. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Whee!